Hello and welcome to the Mindful Movement for Parkinson's podcast and audio library. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be doing a mindful movement lesson that has to do with walking. And we'll be exploring dynamic balance in walking. So that means uh, balance that's achieved while you are in movement. The ideal setup for doing this lesson uh, will include having a chair and having enough space in the room, either around the chair or to one side of it, that you have uh, space to walk. Part of the lesson will be done in walking. You could walk in a circle around the chair or just back and forth in the room if there's enough space for that. And then other parts of the lesson will be done sitting in the chair and also standing behind the chair. When you're standing behind the chair, it would be ideal if the chair has a back that you can rest your hands on for balance. Okay, to begin the lesson, uh, please stand behind your chair. And you don't have to rest your hands on the back of it. Uh, if you feel confident in your balance, you can just have your hands down by your sides. Um, but knowing that the back of the chair is there if you'd uh, like to rely on it uh, for balance at any point. To start with, just sense how your weight is distributed through your two feet, just in standing. As you draw your attention down through the legs and into the soles of the feet, notice if you feel like your weight is a little bit more on one side than the other. You may feel some slight shifting going on just as you balance and standing. And in addition to this question of weight distribution through the left foot and the right foot, the left leg and the right leg, notice the weight distribution in terms of the different parts of the soles of your feet. How much weight seems to be going through the heels? How much weight is going through the balls of the feet or the toes? And then what about outside and inside? Do you feel like more weight is on the outer edges of your feet or on the inner edges? And of course, it might be different between the left side and the right side on, on any of those aspects, front, back, inside, outside. If you have a pair of shoes or a few pairs of shoes that you tend to wear frequently, you can look at the bottom of them if they're pairs of shoes that you've had for a while. And that is also a good indicator of how you tend to stand and walk. If you notice that part of the bottom of the shoe is more worn away in one area than another. I forgot to mention earlier you could do this lesson either in shoes or barefoot, depending on what's most comfortable. But it would be good to notice then if anything changes when you switch from one to the other. For instance, if you put on your shoes after the lesson or next time you take off your shoes. Now please begin to walk around the room. But as you do so, continue to keep your awareness in the soles of your feet. Notice when you shift onto your right foot, as you step on your right foot, what part of the sole of your foot hits first, 
and likewise on the left foot. And can you just keep track of that shifting of weight, right and left, right and left? Sensing if the engagement of the sole of your foot with the ground is different on the one side than the other, if it seems to be the same. Again, checking in with the heels the balls of the feet. The outer edge of each foot and the inner edge, the instep. Okay, and now come back to the back of your chair and stand again behind the chair, perhaps with your hands resting on the back. And now just begin to shift your weight over your left hip and leg and foot. And then come back through the center and shift your weight onto your right leg and foot. And do this as slowly as you can so that you can really sense the whole trajectory of the weight shifting from left through the center to the right, feeling when is the end point coming back through the center. And only go as far as is comfortable and easy for you. You don't want to take it over too far to where it starts to feel unbalanced. All we're looking for here is just a curiosity about how you organize yourself when your weight is more over your left leg or more over the right leg? Does one side feel more comfortable than the other? Does one feel more familiar than the other? If you have uh, sided Parkinson's symptoms, so a tremor on one side or greater rigidity on one side, you can also factor in an awareness of that. How does it feel when you're on the side with more symptoms? How does it feel when you're on the side with less symptoms? Does one side feel stronger than the other? Does one side feel like it's easier to balance there than the other? can pause standing in the middle. A little uh, homework assignment that you might do if you're interested is for the next day or two, notice when you bring your weight over one leg or the other. Maybe when you're standing in the kitchen or having a conversation with someone. See if you can catch yourself bringing your weight over one leg or the other. And if you do so, See if you can detect a pattern in how you do that. Do you habitually tend to bring your weight over the left leg or over the right or some of both? That's an interesting movement habit to check in with. It's something that I try to keep track of in my own life. Please come around to the front of your chair and have a seat.
when you sit in your chair, um, try to sit forward near the front of the chair. And also, if the chair is too low, put a pillow or uh, some kind of cushion there to raise your butt up a little bit. What we're looking for is that your hip joints are slightly higher than your knees. It doesn't need to be much higher, but an inch or two or, or more than that so that the, the hip joints are higher than the knees. And the reason to sit at the front of the chair, or if you sit further back in the chair, still sitting with the spine upright, that is so that you can maintain mobility through the hip joints, the pelvis, and the lumbar spine, or the low back. It tends to be the case that when we rest backward into the back of a chair, um, we've taken our low back into one end of its range, and so there are fewer movement options there. That also puts the spine into a loaded position that can be really uh, degrading over time if we spend too many hours a day in that position. Okay, so once you've found a comfortable seated position, feeling your spine uh, at least somewhat upright. And of course you might put a, a cushion in the back of your chair that slightly juts into your low back if that helps you to, to feel that uprightness to sit up um, with the spine a little bit straighter. Now that you're in this position, just begin to take your weight a little bit left and a little bit right like you were doing uh, earlier in standing. You can feel your head go over the right side of yourself, over the right hip joint, back through the middle, over the left. And just doing this and sitting, notice that weight shift as your weight pours from one side to the other, feeling how you organize yourself in order to hold your weight on one side and the other. How far can you go before it starts to feel like a lot of effort or like you're getting unbalanced? Check that out and then come back a little bit from that amount. So we don't want to be playing with that edge of unbalance or of too much work. We want to stay in a smaller range where we can really notice a lot of details about how we organize this movement, this uh, weight shift from left to right. As you continue to do this, moving left to right, and you can pause at any time and take a little rest. But as you continue to do the movement, See if you can start to picture your spine. Is the spine moving left and right in a, in a straight fashion, like it was a board of wood just tipping left and right? Or do you feel some curving in the spine and in the ribs? So like one side of the ribs fold together and the other side spreads apart and then uh, the opposite happening when you go the other way. 
let's try both of those types of movement out. So if you imagine your spine staying perfectly straight and just tipping left and right, see how that feels as if the crown of your skull and your tailbone maintain their relationship and just tilt each direction, kind of like a metronome. And then pause, and now imagine you're going to put your ear on the outside of your hip. And then do that on the opposite side. So now you're asking for some folding in the ribs and in the spine. And now just go back to that basic moving left and right, bringing your, the weight of your torso and head over your left hip and then back over your right hip. But sensing a little bit more the involvement of your spine and rib cage. And also, as always, having some attention on your breath, noticing if it's getting a little effortful, then maybe doing a little bit less. And in any case, maintaining a, a smooth quality of breath. Okay, and pause and rest. Rest sitting in your chair. Feel free to shift your position or, or to lean back while you rest. While you're resting, you might take the opportunity to take a few deep breaths, feeling the volume of your, your lungs, your rib cage, breathing in the belly as well. And just noticing the contact of your pelvis, your bottom with the chair, and the soles of your feet with the floor. It's something I forgot to mention earlier, but when you're sitting, when you come to a sitting point of, of this lesson or another lesson, uh, unless, unless I say otherwise, it's always good to have the soles of your feet firmly on the ground. So uh, a little way to check in with that is you're sitting in a way where you could come up to standing relatively quickly, where you wouldn't have to uh, shift your feet too much to get into a position to stand. And that touches back on that idea of leaning backward into the chair. You want to have uh, yourself forward enough, your spine forward, in a way where if you decided to stand up quickly, you're, you're more or less in a position to do that. Okay, and start to now bring the weight of your torso just forward and back a little bit instead of side to side. Notice when you seem to come forward of your center of gravity and start to feel the forward draw, like if you kept going, you could fall out of your chair forward, but don't go nearly that far. And then backward, noticing 
when does the balance get a little bit hard going backward? And then next time you come forward, start to feel some weight coming into the soles of your feet and then come back again just to a neutral place and then forward again. If it feels safe to you, you can continue coming forward, let the weight pour into your feet and come up to standing. If you need to use uh, the chair or a cane or, or anything to come up to standing, do it that way, do it the way that feels safe and comfortable for you. Once you are up and standing, start to walk around the room and the circle in the chair or whatever path you have for yourself. And now as you walk, notice the relationship of your head to your overall balance. When you step to the right, where is your head? When your left foot plants, what happens? And then also in this forward and backward plane, does it feel like your head is forward of your spine and pelvis as you're walking? Does it feel like it is balanced in between your shoulders and over your spine? Okay, and then come back to the back of your chair again. And put your hands, uh, rest your hands on the back of the chair for balance. And now um, spread your feet, you know, uh, uh, six inches or a foot apart, a, a sort of good standing distance apart. And just begin to rock forward onto the balls of your feet and your toes and then a little bit backward into your heels, being very careful not to go too far backward, but just sensing this forward and backward axis of movement on the soles of the feet. Only go, only go as far as you can without the other side of the foot lifting. So as I rock forward onto the balls of my feet and my toes, I don't go so far that my heels actually lift off the ground. Likewise, when I come back onto my heels, I can feel the balls of my feet getting lighter, but I'm not going so far back that, that my toes really lift off the ground. Notice if this forward and backward axis on the soles of the feet feels even on the two sides, or if it feels different from left to right. And then likewise, if you think about the width of your foot, the sort of side-to-side uh, -side axis, which parts of that are you rolling over as you go forward and back? Does it feel more like the middle, the outside, or the instep? And play around with that a little bit. Can you bring more of your weight onto the instep as you roll forward and back? Can you bring your weight more onto the outsides of your feet, down to the pinky toe? What if you bring some of your weight onto the instep of the right foot and the outer edge of the left foot? 
and then vice versa, the instep of the left foot and the outer edge of the right foot, still slightly rocking forward and backward. The feeling of rocking might only be very small. It's more the, the quality and the attention that you pay to it. That's more important than that it be a large movement. Okay, and now once again, start to walk around the room. And as you do so, notice that forward and backward aspect of the contact of the soles of your feet with the floor. What part of your foot touches first, and where does the movement go from there? During these walking parts, I leave it up to you to decide what pace you're going to walk at. If walking slowly really helps you observe the movement, you're welcome to do that. If it starts to bring up balance issues or even some freezing, it might be better to walk more quickly, and you can still observe what's going on even at that quicker pace. And it's always a good idea to try a few different paces to vary it and see if you notice new variations. As you continue walking, noticing that front-to-back trajectory of the sole of the foot, start to pay attention to the whole cycle of stepping, lifting, and then stepping again. Let's just say the right foot. Notice as you place the right foot down, as the point of contact or the pressure shifts along the sole of the foot, as it lifts, moves in a trajectory through the air, and then sets back down. And now switch to the left foot and notice that same, that same trajectory. Is it similar on the left as the right, or is there, are there differences that you notice? Okay, good. Now come back to the back of your chair. And once again, <clears throat> put your hands on the back for, for balance, unless you feel very comfortable uh, without them there. Come back to that shifting your weight side to side over the right leg and foot, shifting over the left leg and foot. And now really start to pay attention to the side to side axis of the feet not just the overall shift of weight over the right foot and weight over the left foot, but within each foot, how does weight shift from side to side? As you continue to do this, we're going to add uh, an imagination or visualization exercise in. I'd like you to imagine that you are wearing snowshoes or rather that your feet themselves are snowshoes, that they're very wide. 
See if you can have the feeling that each of your feet is several inches wider, at least, than it actually is. As you shift side to side, feeling the full range of the width of your foot in all the different areas that can take some of your weight. As you continue to do this side-to-side -side movement, and again it can be very small, sense what happens in your two ankles. Is there any movement in those ankle joints as you shift side-to-side? -side? Can you feel some movement in your knees? And you're really welcome to bend your knees as you do this as well. Try bending a little or a little more, not bending, see those differences. And then likewise your hip joints. And in fact, can you sense your entire body, your whole self, moving, even though this is a very small movement? Can you feel your whole self shifting weight left to right and back? And I notice in myself, I've been talking a lot and paying very close attention to these movements, and I got a little bit out of breath. If you notice that same thing in yourself, just pause and take a few deep breaths, catching up there. When you're ready, begin to do your walking again, walking around the room. And now as you walk, I want you to continue to feel that sense of width in the feet. Continuing, if you'd like, to use that image of snowshoes, that your feet are very wide, that the, the surface area of the soles of your feet is very wide. And it's not just a, a big block of width, that there's sensitivity within that width. And, of course, snowshoes are long as well. Can you have the feeling that your feet are long and wide and that there's movement available within that extra length and width? So as you're walking, you can notice how dynamic this activity is. The weight is shifting from left to right over each leg. It's shifting from front to back, oh, excuse me, probably from back to front on the soles of your feet. But there's also very small adjustments happening in the soles of your feet. The side to side availability of holding your weight the adjustment of the toes. An image that you might use to help with this width of the feet is spreading the toes a little bit as you walk. Even if you don't actually do it, just having the image or the, the feeling that your toes could spread to help out with this extra width in these, these snowshoe feet. Breathing, noticing 
Where is your head in relationship to your spine and pelvis? If you have problems with the arms being glued to your side, add in some more, some larger, more swooping arm movements. And see if you can challenge yourself to be aware of the larger arm movements, but still the aliveness of the soles of the feet the adjustability of the soles of the feet to react to your shifting weight, to participate in how you shift your weight. Okay, good, and come back to your seat and, and have a seat. And just pause there and take a rest for a moment. If it's comfortable for you, sit toward the edge of your seat with the soles of your feet fully in contact with the ground. And check in with the quality of your breath, maybe taking a few deep breaths. Noticing just the felt sense of your whole body. Any, uh, any residues, any changes that you feel from these uh, movements that we've been doing in this walking. When you're ready, um, if they're not there already, bring the soles of your feet uh, in contact with the floor and just begin to rock your feet a little forward and back in, in this sitting position. So the weight coming a little more onto the balls of the feet and the toes and then back more onto the heel. In this position, since most of your weight is, is going through the chair, you can pick up your toes if you'd like and pick up your heel in the other direction. Noticing the, the movement of the ankle opening and closing in the front the lengthening of the Achilles tendon in the back and then shortening of it in the other direction. This movement, like likewise, like the rest, can be quite small or it can be bigger if that's comfortable and doable for you. Now begin to take the feet both a little to the right and then to the left, just shifting the weight more weight on the edge of the right foot and the instep of the left foot, passing back through the center, then more weight on the instep of the right foot and the outside of the left foot. Can you achieve some articulation of the ankle joint in this side-to-side -side manner? It won't be much. There's much less 
movement available there than in the front to back movement. But just find what is and isn't available for you there. Notice if that comes up into your knees, that movement, and maybe all the way up into your hip joints. If you put your hands on the top of your thighs, can you feel some movement there in your femurs skeletally from this shifting the weight of the feet left and right? Almost maybe pushing off the floor a little bit to each side as you do it. Okay, and pause, take a little rest in sitting. And now come back to a movement we were doing earlier, shifting the weight of your torso and your head over your right leg a little bit, back through the center and over the left. If you know where the sits bones are, those are these bony protrusions at the bottom of the pelvis, see if you can feel them push a little more firmly into the chair on the left side as you shift your weight to the left, or on the right side as you shift your weight to the right. Can you feel any shift in weight in the soles of your feet as you move the weight of your torso over the right hip joint and over the left? Might be a lot more subtle than what you were doing a mo moment ago, actually moving the feet. Let's see what you can notice about that. Okay, and now come up to standing and resume your, your walking pattern. How do you propel from one step into planting the other foot? How do you push off the back foot and land on the front foot? What if, as you land on the foot you're, you're landing on, you bend your knee a little bit each time? So you might take on the appearance of a kind of hipster walk where you dip into each step. Could be just a tiny bit or it could be a little more if you're comfortable with that. Really feeling the availability of the knee to bend as you land on that foot. and then decrease the bending of the knee, still aware of the, the knee, that it could bend more, maybe it is bending a little bit, and start to just walk more normally again, still aware of the knees, and then bring back that awareness of the width and length of the feet, a little exaggerated. 
the knees are available to bend and you're walking on these snowshoe feet. Or if you have another image that works better for you than snowshoes, that's fine. It might just be an image of your own feet, but much bigger than they actually are. Wider and longer. A wider base of support. Wide and long, but also flexible. Also with these different components of movement and available muscles. For many of us, that might feel like an imagination. We're used to thinking of our feet as sort of like these, these bricks down there, undifferentiated. So we might need to use our imagination and visualization to help recover the sensitivity that is actually there. The feet are composed of dozens of little bones and muscles. So there's actually quite a bit of possible movement there to adapt to how we shift our weight. Different ways of, of stepping and walking. Come to the back of your chair one last time before we wrap up the lesson. Put, the, put your hands on the back of the chair, resting them there for balance. Feet uh, maybe, you know, 8, 12 inches apart, a distance that feels comfortable for you. Just bend your knees a little bit and then come back up, straighten them, bend them again and straighten. Notice if your weight shifts in the soles of your feet as you do that. Bring your feet a little bit wider, maybe a foot and a half apart, two feet, and bend your knees a little bit there and straighten them. Okay, and then next time they're straight, just put your feet wherever feels like comfortable, a safe balancing distance. And put, put the, the, outs, the outer edge of your hand, so the outer edge of your pinky and palm, kind of um, in the area right where the top of your femur meets the bottom of your torso. So kind of like if you put your two thumbs in your belly button and then take the thumbs so they're pointing out in front of you. Now you have um, your hands or one of your hands kind of in this area where the leg folds into the torso. And now again, bend the knees and straighten them. So it's, it's as if you're going to catch the outside edge of your hand in that area between your thigh and the bottom of your belly. Okay, and then switch hands. Do it with your left or with the other hand than you've been doing it with. Bend the knees. We're doing this exercise to really locate the hip joints. So it's, 
you're bending the knees, but you're also bending in the hip joint. As if you would swallow your hand in that crease between the top of the thigh and the bottom of the belly. Okay, and come out of that knee bending. One last time, just begin to shift your weight left and right. Be quite small, really just noticing the details of that weight shift. As you come over the left, bend the knee just a little bit and come back up through the center to the right, slightly bend the knee, feeling now the knee, the ankle, and the hip on each side. Okay, and take that into walking shifting left and right, feeling the ability, excuse me, feeling the availability of the ankles, the knees, and the hip joints. Walking maybe a little more quickly now, taking it into the, the pace that you would walk if you were out uh, for an exercise walk or walking around town. But maintaining a, a sense of the soles of the feet and these joints of the legs. And that always shifting balance of weight as you walk. Over time, this kind of practice, bringing mindfulness, mindful awareness to these aspects of walking can lead to a much greater sense of stability and dynamism in walking, feeling like all of your joints are available and that if there's some issue with balance, uh, the sensitivity of the soles of the feet and the availability of these joints are there to help you maintain your balance. Okay, I hope this has been a good lesson for you and um, please do um, continue to pay attention to these aspects of walking today and over the next several days and feel free to let me know if there's anything interesting that you notice about it. Thanks very much.